KSL Resorts recently introduced a sustainability program that is driving results across their business. Stick around to hear how it got started and what they learned in the process. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. Ian Pullen is the Senior Vice President of Asset Performance at KSL Resorts. And in this episode, you'll learn all about their on-purpose sustainability program, the importance of storytelling, the impact of the program on their business, and much more. To kick us off, Ian explains the origin of the program and how it all got started. So over the last 30 years, KSL Resorts has managed many, many of the great iconic properties around the country. So whether it be the Hotel Dell in in San Diego or the Grand Wailea in Maui, the Homestead, really, really iconic properties. And always a big part of our DNA has always been to be a steward of that property and of the community that we're working in. And if I look back on my time at Monarch Beach, and you know, at, during that time, there was drought in California. So we took a lot of initiatives to reduce water consumption. So everything from synthetic turf to changing on the landscaping, the drought tolerant, to adding a water recycling unit on the laundry, and just a lot of initiatives over the period of time that we managed and owned the property. And but we never really tracked it from the very beginning to the end and told that story properly. And and, and that that was an opportunity missed. So so last year we set ourselves four key targets as an organization, and we were we were careful to, to make sure that they're broad enough so that they could apply to all of the different properties that we have in our portfolio. So everything from the ski mountain with with a water park and hotel to the small 24-room property and, and focused on four key initiatives that are very, very measurable, which was important so that we could make sure that when we commit to doing something, we actually deliver on it, but also broad enough to give a lot of latitude to the teams at the property level. You mentioned not telling a story is an, is an opportunity missed. Why yeah. is that? Yes. So first of all, as we continue to always want to be the employer of choice, this is a subject that is you know very attractive to all generations, not just the younger generation. And so someone who is an organization that is passionate about the environment and making sure that we're taking care of it, particularly in the local community, is is something that is very appealing to employees and leaders. But also that, you know, we need to make for our customers, whether it be members, whether it be travel agents, whether it be someone staying with you, whether it be a large corporate group that has, you know, within their with their corporate framework a requirement to partner with other like-minded organizations on the sustainability front. That's why we felt it was really important to tell that story internally and externally. Because we were doing so much, it was a shame not to. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree more. And even just on the employer branding front or, or that, that storytelling to attract talent into the organization, I was at the NYU Investment Conference last week and they were talking about the employer brand really makes a big difference. You know, it's like everyone can put a job up, but it's what does the organization stand for? And that's just one of the benefits that you see yeah. Yes, that's exactly right. And, and the key part of our on-purpose program is that in each property, we've got a sustainability committee. And it's, you know, it really is a grassroots initiative, including, in most cases, the bulk of hourly associates. And so they're the experts in their departments. They live and breathe it every day. They have phenomenal ideas. And so the more you can channelize those ideas up and bring them to fruition, I mean, it's, you know, it's very like that flywheel concept of, you just keep gaining momentum. And we're striving always to create this environment where people love to come to work. They're engaged with either our journey. And so involving them in that process is just, it just produced phenomenal results and helps with 
your recruitment efforts, your retention efforts, and being able to, we're a talent-based organization. So, you know, making sure that we're always able to attract the best possible talent. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that, because as you mentioned, as we began, your portfolio is so diverse and especially making this a grassroots effort. There, there still is, it sounded like, effort to make this a company-wide initiative. So how did you go through that process of, I don't know if formalizing is the right word, but making this a company-wide initiative? What was that like? We looked at a broad range of criteria and then involved kind of key stakeholders at the property, whether it be general managers, directors of engineering, uh, and anyone that was passionate about the subject and landed on, and landed on four, four criteria that we felt, look, this is something we can measure. This is a goal that we can achieve. And this is also broad enough so that if we want to have flexibility because of the diversity of our portfolio, but also that, you know, there's room to maneuver within there. For example, we recently purchased fuel cells at the Sheraton San Diego. And so we're generating our own electricity on site. And then the general manager and the team there are purchasing airport shuttles that are electric and have already kind of a very great array of uh, water sport equipment that is also electric. So the ability to say within the kind of range of we want to reduce our carbon footprint and we're producing electricity on site, the byproduct of which heats our hot water, but also we're using that, that electricity for the airport shuttles, which up to now are burning gas, and for the water sports equipment that up to now are burning gas. You know, it, it just keeps gaining momentum, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. You talked about some of the benefits to this. And I, I guess before we go any further, I, I, I want to ask again, though, you know, why do this? Is there a, a business or a financial benefit to this as I, well? I think, first of all, it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it's something I'm quite passionate about. When I go fishing with my son, when I, you know, we, I always say to him, whenever we, where, wherever we're on the shoreline, make sure we clean it up afterwards, even if we didn't leave the trash there. And so I think making sure that we're doing the right thing for future generations. But from a business point of view, none of, none of the initiatives that we come across are anything other than either cost neutral or cost savings. And usually there's a very, very good return on capital invested or time spent on initiatives. And so today I'm at the Fairmont Grand Del Mar. We purchased this hotel two years ago. And it was, has been kind of the base camp for a lot of our, a lot of our sustainability initiatives. So we, we went through an ASHRAE study here, level one. We went up to level two. We cherry picked some projects that made a lot of sense. We spent $750,000 on energy saving initiatives with a three year payback. But because of the cost of, because of the rising cost of electricity, that payback is more like 18 months. And so it's, you need to be very scientific about the approach. And have good partners that help you come up with real numbers and real business cases. But always it's either cost neutral or cost savings. Then typically you're hitting multiple birds with one stone, if that's the right term, so that you're, you know, you're saving money, you're improving either the associate experience or the guest experience, and then you're doing what's right for the environment. It's, it seems like a win all the way around. And it's especially meaningful coming from you leading asset performer and uh, asset performance for you know, KSL owning some of the, many of these iconic properties is stewarding them, as you mentioned. I'm curious if anything surprised you going through the project in terms of, it seems like there's so many benefits, but were, did you encounter any hesitation? And if so, how did you get through that? You know, at a property level, and I still consider myself at a property level, you're always challenged for time. You're being pulled in multiple different directions. And so, you know, coming up with a program that is easy to deliver, easy to manage, easy to understand. And having a constant flow of best practices across the properties 
so that we're not having to reinvent the wheel. I mean, a big part of our culture is research and copy. And so we don't have to reinvent the wheel. If one of our, one of our mandates for this year was to go to single plastic, single plastic usage free across the entire portfolio by the end of the year. And so one, one of our team is championed for that at KSL Resorts and as a resource for everyone. But it's, you know, create a list of everything that you're using that we need to replace and then work through that. But this hotel has already done that, that, and you could just copy and go to that same vendor and purchase that because they've, they've already got to the best pricing. And so making, you know, using that best practice model, opening up the kind of the forum of let's the hotels talk to each other about how to accomplish what they need to accomplish in the easiest, most effective way, just because time is, you know, that's the commodity that everyone is short of. It definitely is. And uh, you're definitely inspiring a lot of people by sharing your experience through this podcast. I guess for those listening, whether it's an owner or an operator, what advice would you have as they're thinking about how do we become more sustainable? I think, you know, the key is to find a way of starting somewhere and start small and keep it simple and stick to that flywheel concept of just, just you, you gain momentum over time. If you make it too complicated, it'll die a death, Right. And people won't jump on board. And at the more that you can start small, get quick wins, and start to kind of tell that story internally and then have it flow externally, that that gets everyone on board and excited about the accomplishments. And again, I mean, I think the majority of people coming to work every day want to be proud of where they work and want to be able to say, you know what, my the hotel I work for is very progressive in this area. And so I think keeping 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 the initiative simple, being able to measure them and in a very transparent, honest way, report out on a regular basis. We do it quarterly on a scorecard that we've created um, that says, look, you know, we said we would reduce electricity year over year by 10%. These are all the things that we, all, these are all the initiatives that we've come up with. You know, the, the person that works in room service came up with the great idea of, you know, making sure that XYZ is done when guests check out. And we come up with a way of recognizing that person potentially financially just because they saved a lot of money. And again, that just, that, that kind of just gains a lot of traction across the properties. And, and I, you know, we like the, we just, we just had our, we had our commercial team get together up in Napa last week. And one of our awards was based around sustainability. And so there's an element of competition across the properties to want to be recognized and to want to produce the best results. I mean, we're a very results driven organization. And we tend to measure everything and want to make sure that we've got a very kind of disciplined approach doing things. And so that this flows perfectly into that. A little healthy internal competition is always good for driving change. And you, men, you, man, you mentioned energy consumption being one of those metrics. Are you able to share a couple other kind of core metrics that you're looking at? Yes. The targets that we set for ourselves this year was 10% reduction in electricity and then eliminate all single-use plastics by the end of the year. And then reduce our waste diversion by 20%. And then uh, reduce our water consumption by 5% at each of the properties. And so we said, you might say, well, 5%, that's not very much. But again, it's starting small and finding creative ways of coming up with reducing that water consumption. In some cases, we've, we've got initiatives that increase our water consumption. So for example, here at the Grand Del Mar, when we purchased this hotel two years ago, they were going to going through 350,000 plastic bottles of water a year. And so we purchased a bottled water system where now they bottle everything for the guest rooms and for the valet themselves. The payback on that is on the investment, was about, which was about 50,000, was 12 months. So in, in some cases, we've reduced our water consumption, but we've eliminated single-use plastics. So those four key initiatives we're on track to achieve this year. 
And in many cases, just by, by practical common sense solutions, one at Grand Elmar, the general manager here, Brendan, purchased a glass crusher. And so he uses a glass crusher to produce sand for his bunkers. Interesting. Wow. As, I don't know if I've ever right? seen that. <laughs> and we were teasing him because we have a three-star Michelin restaurant on property. We were saying, well, the, the glass is made, the sand is made out of $10,000 bottles of wine. But those are the fun initiatives that you really can, you know, I think it, it, that can really kind of give you a lot of a sense of accomplishment. I went back to college this year at UCSD Extension, and I started stud- studying a sustainability certificate just so I had the right, the right kind of knowledge behind the subject. But we have in in the hospitality industry, we have so much fun generally. This is a subject that you can also have a lot of fun with. It's not a boring subject by any means. It doesn't have to be. I, well, I love that. And I, I think, you know, one thing that's standing out to me from this conversation is the importance of communication and storytelling, because it, it's how you rally people around an idea. It's how, how you get that internal momentum. And it's not just it's not just marketing. This is how you get stuff done. Communicating. Correct. I mean, you know, we make Brendan at, at the Grand Del Mar had this initiative to produce the sand of the glass. And of course, now we've got, you know, we've got a P, you've got PGA course up in not that the, the, general, the managing director up, here, up there heard about that and went, oh, I want one of those, right? I know. It's all about getting inspiration and sharing it. And I think the other thing that stands out is the importance of, of starting small, even if it's a, a gesture, because at this investment conference I was at, I was at a sustainability panel and um, all of the panelists had little plastic water bottles <laughs> And it, it may not it may not be the end of the world, but I, it does feel that these little things start to send a message, right? And then if you pay attention to the little things, then maybe we can start thinking about bigger moves as well, which you have done. Correct. But it's a whole process. Correct. It is. It is. And 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 again, keeping it simple and keeping it measurable is key. And those simple basics of look, we we can't talk out of two sides of our mouths. We've got to be committed to doing the right thing. On, on the basics, first and foremost, versus getting into the complicated things. I love it. This is going to make a great episode, Ian. I, I love it. Is there anything I did not ask about, things that you're proud of thinking about? It could be about this. It could be so, something totally unrelated that you want to talk about. No, I mean, I, I've had the opportunity to, to talk to you about my career. I, I'm a passionate hotelier. Passion is hotelier. It's, it's a phenomenal career. And another subject that I'm passionate about is sustainability. So both subjects, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you about, you know, I, again, I, you know, I'm happy to be a resource to anyone that might have questions on the subject. I think we've, we've learned a lot along the way and we're happy to share those, some of those wins because the more we can do this as a, as an industry, the better for us. I love it. Well, thanks for being generous with your time and perspective, Ian. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. 
www.thinkbigbusiness.com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 